podcast. People who listen to people talking to me hear them call me Ross. I'm really getting bored of doing it. Now I need to stop. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, th- I think that's. I think we're <laughs> It's probably the last one. I think. I think. I think that's done. And I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil talk movies. Uh, the uh, the movie show where we talk about movies. Uh, it's a pretty obvious site. Is it literally in the title? Um, but it's not always about movies. Sometimes it's about other things. Um, but before we get on to other things and movies and stuff, how are you, my friend? Are you good? I'm really tired today. <laughs> yeah, other than that, it's been quite a week. Uh, other than that, I'm I'm uh, motoring on. Thank you. How about you? Yes. No, I feel you. I've been in Coventry at a uh, show this week. Um, so I've been on my feet a lot, traveling a lot. Last night we went to Brighton to watch uh, the Rocky Horror Show on stage for it's probably like the fifteenth time or something ridiculous that I've seen it. It's just like obscene amount of times I've seen the Rocky Horror. But a by the way, it's one of the best versions of the show I've seen, which and I think it's helped somewhat by the Brighton crowd, who are obviously very much of that show, right? Mm-hmm. That show very much speaks to them. But <clears throat> get this for the most probably one of the most surreal moments of my life. It's genuinely a surreal moment. I uh, go to the toilet at the Theatre Royal in Brighton. Ross, you know the Theatre Royal in Brighton. It's not exactly the most... Um, it's not the spacious, the most spacious <laughs> toilet, right? <clears throat> anyway, so I'm standing at the urinal, and uh, in a million years, you will not guess who was standing next to me. Uh, Unless you saw my face post, <clears throat> Facebook post this morning. Didn't you? I did see your Facebook post, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, it literally it was Mrs. Brown from 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 the yeah. telly. Now I'm not a fan in any way, shape, or form. I think it is literally one of the worst things that has ever been created in the history of television. However, when you're standing having a piss, <laughs> and literally it's Mrs. Brown in drag, a Rocky Horror drag next to you, that's actually quite funny. I was like, that's actually what quite was, cool. Um, what was her cock like? I. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, they were leaving just as I I, I was kind of starting, so I, I didn't get to look. <clears throat> but um, which reminds me of our, a friend of ours who found themselves peeing next to Quentin Tarantino at the Cannes Film Festival, yes. and I believe both of us asked the exact same question when they came out. Yeah. And it was, "What was his dick like?" You didn't look. <laughs> how could you not look it's tarantino um, but anyway so if i remember correctly if i remember correctly that actor was very uh sort of sort of crestfallen because it was the one time he didn't have any copies of his show reel on him <laughs> <laughs> yes real, i remember I'm not joking I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right i think i think the weirdest thing about that situation is that that was actually the same moment that we was we were we were having the best and most surreal conversation with don the dragon wilson as well sounds about right yeah i'll never forget that conversation anyway let's not get too inside baseball uh ross we're here to talk about and today we're going to be talking I about. Was just, <coughs> I'm terribly sorry to, to interject. I was just going to briefly touch on the fact with Rocky Horror that I <coughs> and Jenny have uh, watched three shows. Aside from me doing Hamilton for like the sixth time, of course. Uh, but she hasn't seen. But she hasn't seen Hamilton uh, yet. Uh, she's considering coming in January. She hasn't week, seen Hamilton so, yet. No, she doesn't want to see it. So I'm slowly sort of. Hold on, hold on. Kind of, Yeah, that's me passing out. <laughs> just not interested um, and I don't think she was a big fan of a Disney Plus let's not get too, too into the weeds but the shows we have watched recently uh, which I'm really pleased she, she enjoyed the Book of Mormon which oh, I love Book of Mormon and she's been listening just... to the songs the Book yeah, of Mormon is my brutal fifth time. I think it was my fifth time yeah, uh, and the cast were, were brilliant uh, as usual uh, so that was great and then I'm forgetting how come I... oh yeah no sorry I'm not forgetting So and so last week we also saw Back to the Future the musical is it good? Don't tell me anything I, about it because okay. I'm seeing no, it in I won't tell you, March. I, I won't tell you anything about it. We're going to book to see it again, though. Okay, um, that's a good sign. I won't tell you anything about it. The, the only thing I will say is if you like the film, you will love the show. It's really simple. It is, is, it is the film. Oh, wow. Plus songs. It's, it is. I'm not going to go any further. <clears throat> I mean, I, it's not per- you can't call it perfect or anything like that. It's a hell of a show. What I would suggest, have you booked your tickets yet? Yes. Okay. Uh, all I suggest is we were in the front row, uh, which had its positives and negatives. Uh, we want to book to see it from the balcony or the like a box or something because it, to, to to get the full scope of the actual show. It's yeah, a so real show. We never book the front of the stalls. 
Uh, mm. So we always tend to book either the front of the Royal Circle or, and yeah. I, as I found with, with Hamilton, we were in the very top circle at Hamilton, but second right, row yeah. from the front. And it is the mm. best seat in the whole place because you get like, an amazing view. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I will, yeah. it's such a small theatre that you yeah. can't... That theatre is. is so um, small that it almost yeah. doesn't matter where you are in it. Well, I will say um, I normally get third or fourth row on the aisle and it does obscure a little bit of, like each side, it obscures a little bit, but I know the show so well now. <laughs> but the reason I love those seats is you just see so much on the actors' faces. You see so yeah, many yeah. details. And I was and I was going to say front row, but what I would like to do, and again, a friend of mine who I saw it with, uh, we said it would probably be better finally to like watch it from like a wide view like 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 from like, like not even, maybe a box or even there's a bit on the circle next to a box which we thought that's a great seat like to see it from uh, in terms of just getting everything yeah, uh, yeah but very yeah but um so that's so that the only thing and then the last thing we saw we actually saw a show yesterday uh called the shark isn't working which is uh oh on the, the one about jaws. jaws yeah it's really entertaining it's done as one 90 minute there's no intermission one 90 minute uh blast so to speak um and i think we both had mixed feelings about it but i think if you're interested in jaws at all it is absolutely worth coming up to see it in particular it sounds expensive it's very easy to get to from like leicester square it's really convenient uh and the actors are really good at it it's oh, maybe nice. a little bit overdone if, we, if we're gonna get a little bit picky perhaps some of it's a bit overdone okay. in terms of like like the character <laughs> like um, um- like impre- impressions of the actors. Yeah. Right? But but if you have any interest in for real interest, we know we know how many people of our age are like Jaws was the film that made them want to make films type people. I mean it's essential to watch it really. Like I mean I, in that respect, I would say it's essential to watch it. It's, nice. We're um, there's, there's something very strong about it. We've got Mary Poppins booked in December or Jan no January oh. actually. So we're really looking forward to that. Um we've got um, what else have we got booked? We've got obviously we've got Back to the Future. We've got uh, booked for next year. I've got Cirque du Soleil booked for next year as well. Love fucking. Have you seen Cirque du Soleil? No, I've never done it, mate. Go and see. It. It's at the Royal Albert Hall in January, yeah. Lucia. It's beautiful. I think it's the thing where I think if someone said, "Do you want to go?" I'd go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, and mm. I, I think we're, I'm going to rebook uh, Matilda at some point as well because I loved Matilda. Mm. I've heard it's supposed to be great. So this has been Ross and Phil Talk Theatre. Yeah, and oh, oh, and also if if you're a Harry Potter fan and you haven't seen the Cursed oh, I've Child, booked I've, I've booked it. I've booked it, mate. It is. Yeah, I booked it like, finally because it I is like rebook it. 150 hours long or whatever it is in two parts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, well, it's two entire. It's two entire plays, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's two. two it's literally place. two entire plays. Um, but it's it's so it's we've awesome. got it. So okay, so we've got it booked for end of January. Okay, because cool. I don't know if I remember. You, I, I don't know. If you, I think we even talked about a podcast when we everything locked down. I booked tickets. <laughs> thinking, thinking you were so clever because the, like all the tickets were available. Every, there was no, you know, you normally have to wait months and months to be able to get tickets for, for this show. And of course, and I thought I was so clever, but of course, but then of course the lockdown happened again. <laughs> really, it wasn't going to happen. But luckily, you could bump the tickets on. Yeah. So I, was, all uh, I would say is, if you're good. looking to book tickets for any show, just don't book them for the next month or so, because <laughs> I think no, shit's going to get real no. again. Anyway, let's talk movies. Yeah. Um, Ross, mm. let's let's do our usual. Go through the last couple of uh, movies we've seen, mm-hmm. both old and new. Then we'll touch on your Christmas movies, uh, which I know you've mm-hmm. just started a few days in. Yes. yes uh, and then we'll talk about Rocky. Four, yes. and then we'll talk about director's cuts and alternate cuts, and that's our episode for today. So let's start with the films Excellent. we've seen most recently. Ross, over to you. So I have a. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to ignore the Christmas movies. Yes, I'm going to briefly touch on one new film and then talk about our new film. If that makes just brief, just just because it's quite a big film. Go on. but I don't want to talk. But I don't want to talk about it at all. I'm. I'm. Yeah. So. The one I'm going to briefly touch on is the last duel. Have you watched it? Uh, no, I have it to. Um, I have it to watch. It's. It's. I'll be honest. It's at the bottom of a list, which has mm. like some other films on that I just like. Like, there's some films on there that I need to watch that I haven't watched that I don't really want to watch, but I need to watch. Yeah. And the last duel <clears> is <throat> under them, which tells you how much I want to see this movie. I will say Jen, Jenny had a great interest in this because she has a great interest in the, in the period of history. And it is based on a true thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, which is fascinating in, 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 in intent. <laughs> I get the feeling I'm there's a butt sure. coming here. <laughs> <clears throat> no, there's a few, but look, there's some really good stuff in the film. Like 
we all know I'm not a Ridley Scott fan. This is not the worst Ridley Scott film by any means. You can't get over, and I tried, Adam Driver, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck supposedly being French like uh, knights and things. That's you can't be. get over because they're doing, I can't even figure out the accent they're doing. And after all, you have to go, I'm not, like you shouldn't let that be the distraction. But, but that you can't get over blonde is- Affleck. It's Terrible. very weird. It's like blonde like, Affleck, blonde date or dark head date. Like, you have what like, are they doing? You have like um Jodie Comer, who's a great actress, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like Adam Driver, I am I'm, I'm I'm okay with because he's a bit of a chameleon. Yes. I kind of get Adam Driver. I don't like but you him. Don't buy, in, in... But I can't buy him as a French period. I just can't. Like he looks like Kylo Ren. He's got the same Kylo yeah. Ren hair. And Matt, but... and I'm not. I mean, yeah, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I saw the trailer for this film, and then I heard it's like yeah. this kind of Rashomon kind of rape thing. Yes. And I'm like, and yes, yes. And I'm like, that's really? true. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Just it's like that feels like the worst. Like where you could have put any two, like I character think, actors. I, love, I don't know the story behind this, but Jenny was talking about this with me, and I was like, I have a, I have to wonder if the studio went, okay, Ridley, we're going to do this film, but you've got to use Driver. In, in that and, and Gucci, which I'm very, I can't, I'm really excited to see Gucci. We both are. I'm really just mm. interested in it. Um, just in terms of what it could, because it looks like a ha- uh, like a, a hair and makeup movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Gaga Apparently, Jared great. Leto, is, so I was listening to Kermo's review and yeah. he said that Jared Leto uh-huh. is absolutely fucking appalling in it. Yeah, like, I'm sure he is. Like, he's, so he's misjudged. Made like a clown. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He looks, he looks, just get an actor who looks like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, get an actor. Who, who then, looks like then, the way it's that, not like, even the makeup, right? It's the makeup. No, but you know what I mean. No, but you know what, no, you know what I mean. The makeup. I think the yeah. makeup. I think that some actors think that the makeup gives you license to be even more <laughs> upset. You know what I'm getting at? Oh, now, I, I want to watch it. And judge, <laughs> I do want to watch it and judge for myself because the makeup is good, but not that that's the reason to watch me. I'm just, I'm just curious about the whole thing. I, I think the yeah, yeah. great and stuff. So I'm very, I'm just. It's the first Ridley Scott trailer I've ever seen. Where I went. I want, before I even knew it was Ridley Scott, I was like, that just looks really interesting. So, yeah, let's see. But, from a, um, just, just, but just stepping back yeah. quickly, from a, from a perspective of, like, Ridley Scott, he's had two bombs this year. Like, like normally Ridley yeah. Scott, like, spreads out his, his bombs over, like, four or five-year periods. Like, he doesn't make a yeah. film for, like, three or four years, and then it bombs. And you kind of forget that. Like, but this is, like... Two bad movies, objectively bad. I've not seen House of Gucci. I can only listen That's to That's what I was going to say. I can't. But, yeah, like, I mean, look, two look, movies that have not all, performed. Yeah, look, I, yes, exactly. And, look, there's a thing I want to talk about <clears throat> super briefly, <clears throat> but we had to fast forward through. Now, the Russian one idea is good, but the problem is the sections are so long that you start to go... <laughs> there was a point where Jenny and I were actually kind of arguing, because I was like, no, this isn't his perspective. This is the other guy's perspective, because this doesn't make sense that the other guy would think, you know what I mean? Like, like who's, you know, you're supposed to in theory empathize with whoever's talking, to, you know, telling you the story, right? Yeah. At this point. And there was a point where I was like, no, no, surely this has moved on to so-and-so's version because that can't, and she was like, no, no, no. That's still, I was like, but that doesn't make any sense. So, <clears throat> so the rationale, again, that might just be me not having picked up on something, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. that doesn't help. Rashomon and many, many other versions of Rashomon have, have, um, very clearly defined perspectives, right? Yes. Whereas this one feels funny. Now, this may be entirely intentional, so who am I? But but I did find that confusing. I like the idea, but I found it confusing. When you see the actual incident, we had to fast forward it because the, if we're going to call it rape, because that's kind of what's claimed is, but then of course the other person is claiming it yeah. wasn't rape and all of that stuff. That scene goes on for over five minutes and it is extremely mm. uncomfortable to watch. And I, I might mean by extremely uncomfortable, it's nothing graphic, of course, but you just go, do we, why are we being put through this? Yeah, yeah. Like, like why are we being, <clears throat> I'm not saying shy away from it completely by any means. It's, it should take the, the subject matter seriously. No, no, that. but like, so Simon Mayo said the same five thing. Minutes, that you, five yeah. minutes of it. Mayo said the same cinema, thing. <clears throat> there's a possibility of a cinema I would have left at that point. Yeah. There's a possibility because it's a long film already and so forth. Now, here's the other two very quick points. But the fights when they're in, the, the battles and stuff and the actual duel, the fighting stuff is really great. Like, and I mean, not, not terribly surprising, but it is really great. And, but on the flip side, the battle stuff, the, the actual mass battle stuff 
and the way the film looks, you just go, well, it's Kingdom of Heaven again, isn't it? Like, it just looks like Kingdom of Heaven. It looks like uh, Gladiator. Like, it all just looks the same. It's that it's... murky look, which is a good look. I understand it's a good look for the period. Yeah. But the moment you look at it, you go, Ridley Scott has done this a bunch of times. Why are we... Why, am... why not? You don't get that. Genuinely. Like, you just go, why? Why? I'm genuinely so uninterested by this film that but I will... then, but then dis- Right, but here's the other bit, right? Just to quickly flip it, I, uh, mate, you're right at the moment. Like, as in, having watched it, I wouldn't feel bad for not having watched it. Do you yeah. know what I'm getting at? I wouldn't recommend anyone to watch it. I wouldn't say don't watch it. But the, the thing that will keep you slightly mesmerised, it kept me slightly mesmerised, were in the scenes where you finally have Affleck and Damon together because you look at them... And they look, Affleck particularly looks ludicrous. Yeah. With the blonde. Like, you, can't <laughs> you cannot, you can't, you cannot, no matter, the, the makeup is great. There's nothing wrong with any of it. Now, technically, it's all done well. You cannot escape blonde Affleck with Damon. And they, there are some scenes where their dialogue, because apparently they had a hand in the script, where they suddenly oh. go to this kind of website, like Cod Shakespeare thing, like, 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 you could just tell they went, oh man, this is a scene we're going to have together. And blah, blah. Do you know what I'm getting at? You can feel that. And it's it's sincerely terrible, but also, <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, know, <laughs> you, can almost, you can almost feel them running it. Like, do you know uh... what I mean? Like, you can feel them, like in a trailer getting into the main. You can really, f- and by the way, that might be the highlight. <laughs> like, I... Because when you think about the process, right? You think about the process, you go, <laughs> can I can I officially state that that I now even want to watch this even less? Um, but I'd watch that bit if you can. Just yeah, watch that watch that bit. Oh. Like, sorry, I've spent like, way too long on it. I, my enthusiasm it. for a film I wasn't enthusiastic mm. about is now at fucking yeah. rock bottom. Right. I'm gonna have to flip this. I'm gonna have to flip this then because the film yeah. I wanted to talk about, I'll have to just touch on. Go on. Because you might be. Have you seen Boiling Point yet? No. The Stephen Graham movie, the one take in a in a restaurant. Like, uh, for, so basically, it's a one take worst night this guy's ever had in a restaurant. He's the head chef of, a, of an upbeat, like, <laughs> okay. an upscale Liverpool restaurant, right? It's quite, it's, it's quite uh, a bit of buzz. Interesting. I saw it for Biffa, right? It's got so it's got Stephen Graham as the lead, but you've also got people like uh, Ray Panfaki, you've got Jason Fleming, you've got a bunch of other people who I don't know their names, but everyone is fucking great in it. And you've got this whole thing where he's clearly got a lot of pressures on his outside <laughs> life. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's a, there's a health inspector there, and there's always important people there. And it's like a crazy, it's like a, a really hectic night in a restaurant, basically. Okay, and, it's good. And it, I think it was great. I, I was like, I can see, I read a few reviews afterwards and I can see why some people, like the ending's a bit anticlimactic and, and people say there's some subplots that go nowhere. But I'm like, yeah, but it's a night in a restaurant. Not everything has to, like this no. is just people's lives. Yeah, 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 it's yeah like, 100%. I, I, don't, I, I can't disagree with what they've said. There are some things that start, like personal stories that start, that sort of don't culminate but because it's like this busy crazy night i wasn't sitting there going well fuck what happens with that guy who just bought some drugs i don't care it's just part of what they do on a nightly basis yeah i'm getting at like like um i thought it was great and here's the other thing it's done in one take you know my thoughts on one take things yes i think they're mostly not worth it at all i thought this served the story extremely well and and beyond that i didn't even think about it I didn't. I didn't ever sit there and go. Wow, it's amazing that they're doing this all in. I just watched the movie. I just watched the movie, and I thought it was great. Okay. Uh, I would watch it again if, if Jenny wants to see. She wasn't here when I watched it. Okay. I would recommend it. See what you think. It's really performance led. Um, the cat, like I say, this one take thing. It isn't. It doesn't feel like it's vanity. Yeah. Is I guess what I'm saying. Okay. And it doesn't feel like it's. Um, look what we did. It just. It's the film. And I was, I'll, I'll leave it there because again, it might be better to, if you get the chance to watch it. Yeah, no, no, I will. I, I, I think was, I, I, I like, really strong. I can't, really I'm kind of out. a fan of like gimmicky shit if it's done right. So, and I like uh, yeah, Jason Fleming, I like Stephen Graham. So, cool. Yeah, they're, okay. they're all great. In it. So, oh, I'm not like, I've not had the best couple of weeks for watching movies. So, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do a Ross and go through probably mention on two cool. touch on two we need to do First, the old ones afterwards as well. yeah yeah i'm gonna yeah, but go on, but go really on. quickly yeah. i watched hail yeah, to the yeah. deadites oh the documentary yeah uh, uh, <laughs> the problem is right 
when you make a documentary that has no real narrative and it's just focused on a bunch of fans saying about how much they love something, mm-hmm. you just kind of like, it's like, it's, it just isn't that, in, I, I don't need to see someone shaking hands with someone that, that was in one scene in an Evil Dead movie 30 yeah. years ago, right? Like this yeah. fandom shit can just fuck off now. I'm bored can of I, it. On, on that point, I think the part of the problem might be, because I haven't seen this yet. And of course it appeals to me in, yeah, like great, some great Bruce it, Campbell stuff in it. Great. Well, the one that does it right is, of course, done the impossible, the Firefly to Serenity thing. Oh, I've not actually watched that. that. No, I don't think I've it actually watched It was really that. good. It was between, I think it came out, I might be wrong, I think it came out before Serenity came out, I think. Uh, it might have been course, just after. But, and, and Adam Baldwin presents it. Which yeah. Is but by the way, it's still a fan, it's a fandom documentary. And of course, I'm super passionate about yeah, but, of course. But, it, it's, but it's a proper, but it's you can probably find it on YouTube. It's a proper documentary <laughs> that charts the progress of the show yeah, into the movie. This and there's a lot of fan stuff in it, which is what I'm getting at. There's a lot of fan stuff in it, but again, it serves the it serves to show how it happened. Yeah. So this is than, this is basically all these people love it, you know. Yeah, this is basically John is a fan and John gets married mm-hmm. to another fan and then they split up. And mm-hmm. it's like and and it's kind of those kind oh. of micro and I'm just like, this guy dresses up as Ash. Bruce Campbell may have paid for him to go to meet him. Like, there's right. nothing that okay. really excites me about it. And it's a documentary about Evil Dead, right? Like, I should be, like, fucking loving sure. it. Now, yeah. there's some neat Would moments you? in it, and there's some neat areas. It's probably why I've bowl, I've given it a six, uh, like, even though I'm not massively keen, because I think there's enough in Anyway, boom. Sorry, I'm actually going to do yeah. three films, because the second yeah, sure. one I'm going to do is Bruce Campbell. Again, ah. Black Friday. I want to see that because Devin Sowers in it as well and uh, Michael Joe White. It's it's rubbish, but it's brilliant fun. Like it's it's okay. like there's not enough Bruce Campbell in it, but Devin is brilliant in it. Actually, he's very good, mm-hmm. and like it's it doesn't know what it wants to be, but it, it's fun. So you know, happy I might days. check that out. It's after I might check yeah. it out because uh, Jenny's Jenny's away for a couple of days, so I might well because there's no way she's going to be interested. It's like it. do you know what? So, it's it, it, it's about as unessential as a movie you're probably going to get, but. Right, it is okay. actually a load of. It's got a load of fun, and it riffs on Dawn of the Dead and like like mm. other stuff. So it, the one thing it doesn't do is it doesn't make the most out of its concept. Like people uh, going mad on Black Friday is a. There's a better right. film to be made than this. Uh, thirdly, yeah. and I think probably the film that I just I've the first film I've watched since well for a long time where I've just gone, huh? What the fuck? Did I like mm. that? Did I hate it? I don't know. Is the follow-up to Raw, which I know is a film you didn't like. I fucking loved Raw. Raw, I, I could loved finished, Raw. I couldn't finish Raw at all. I, I gave up. I couldn't. You need to watch it again. I genuinely think Raw is one of the best horror films of, of in years and one of the most disturbing films. To Tame is it's just fucking insanity. Like and at times for good insanity, like like fucking in, like shit going on and people getting killed and stuff. And other times just like, how the fuck did we get from that to this? I don't understand. Like I spent as much time watching that film going, huh? How do we start off with this film? And now we're at this film and now we're here. Right. And then we're, huh? It's really good. I actually quite liked it, but it is genuinely one of the most batshit fucking mentally plotted films I think I've ever seen. It's just, it makes no sense whatsoever. But if you liked Raw, you will like Tatane. If you didn't like Raw, but you like films like, like Cronenberg-y type films. Well, yeah, yeah. It's got a, it's got a lot of, it's a very Cronenberg-y type film. So, and I'll quickly find my older film. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, we've been going through the Bonds. Uh, I, I finally got to the, the, the real problem child of the Bond franchise in Quantum mm-hmm. of Solace. Right. My hot take on this, I don't think we need to talk about it too much. Um, Quantum <laughs> of Solace is actually a decent action film. What it's not is a Bond film in any way, shape or form. It fails on every single, every single thing of being a Bond film. It feels like someone wanted to make the Bond identity... And that's what they made. And but it's partly like, because Dan Bradley is a stunt coordinator. Partly because Dan and Mark Forster oh. is a 
weird director. Mm. Like nothing in that film from the way it's shot to the way it's structured to to like like anything feels like a Bond movie. So if you watch Quantum of Solace and you've never seen a James Bond movie before, other than the stuff about Electra, I don't think actually you'd probably go, that's actually a decent action movie because the action, when you can see it, separate issue, you like like that sequence in Siena is one of the best action sequences in a Bond film ever that you, but you just can't see a fucking thing. The fight well, on the again, scaffolding, it's, again, the roof. It's Dan Bra- it's, well, again, it's Dan Bra- I hated all the action because it was all terrible. But terrible. I could, but people will but, see it. Yeah, but but anyone that's a fan of the born that born type action will will think it's a good action film, and it is a mm. decent. It's like for hundred and like like was it like one hour fifty minutes top to tail. It is just action scene, action scene, action scene, action scene, action scene, finish. So like, you know that's because it was you know that's mostly because it was a writer's strike. Yeah, yeah. But again, I'm putting all of that aside. I'm just yeah, saying as an yeah, action yeah. film, it delivers. There's an action scene, there's an action scene next, and there's a boat scene, and there's this, and then there's this. It just throws everything at it. And like, so from that perspective of being an action film, it's an okay action film if you like that kind of action. I don't, but I can see why people did. As a Bond film, it's maybe the second worst Bond film, if maybe the worst, I don't know. It's like like this, this octopusy world is not enough. I mean, it's better than the world is not enough, an octopusy, just for the fact I was never bored because it just didn't, it just went thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. But man, it is just misjudged. I mean, look, I tried to watch it after the disappointing view at the cinema, which I just couldn't believe how bad it was. And luckily, everyone else thought it was bad. Like, I thought, God, what if everyone else likes it? <laughs> I tried watching it again on Blu-ray. And I've never tried again. I Have could, you never I, finished I literally, it? No, right, the second, well, I watched it the first time. Second time, about 20, I got into that, that chase, like that rooftop chase or whatever it was. Okay, yeah. I'm done. I just can't be bothered. But weirdly, after that, the action gets a lot easier to follow. I don't know what it was about that sequence. Sure. But here's the thing, but the opening car chase is a fucking mess and too many people got badly injured and one person died, I think, for it. And you can't even see what's going on or who's in what car or whatever. But without ranting about it too much, like even like the <laughs> stuff like we meet, the, correct me if I'm wrong, because you've watched it more recently than me, we meet the lead villain and the Bond girl by James Bond looking at them through binoculars. Uh, like, no, she turns up, up before that. She saves I thought, him. I, yeah, but I thought he... But I thought that he sees her for the first time. Like, no, no, like no, 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 no. She she rescues him in a car because she thinks mm. he's someone else. Um, okay. He gets in the all. car. There's a car chase, which is actually quite good. Um, he she then realizes that who Bond's pretending to be was sent to kill her and k- kicks right. him out of the car effectively. And then right. and then there's that whole really weird bit where Bond is sat on a dock watching the entire yes. story unfold with her. Yes. And but that's what I mean. Like you and him and yeah. the general. And literally, yes. Bond is sat watching them. That sequence is about 12 minutes long. It goes on for eight years. It goes on for absolutely And Bond is completely inert. Yeah. He's literally, yes, and you don't even see shots of him really watching them. You just, every so no. often it cuts back to him sat on the bike. And you're like, yes. yeah. This is really like not great. No. And also, again, correct me if I'm wrong, when everything's exploding at the end, first of all, why is that place built out of explosives? Like the, the actual building where it appears to be. Uh, say it's like, look, where's that? But secondly, but secondly, during it's on an oil rig. It's on a, it's on a, um, it's it's like a hydrogen. Hydro, yeah. Hydro, right. Yeah. But like, what's it, it, make, it does actually make sense. But, but during everything exploding, doesn't one of the guards or one of the bad guys try to rape Olga Kirilenko rather than just escape. Uh, yes, yes. No, no, he tries, no, no, he tries to, shit? sorry. He tries to, with someone completely different. Like, and she oh, saves right, him. Okay. She saves her. But yeah, like literally, right, sorry, like right the building's yeah. blowing up and he's like, ah, and now's a good time to force myself to... on another woman. Yeah, it's like, like what the fuck is this yes. shit? It's, okay, it's, it's superly, it's, it's spectacularly misjudged as a Bond film. Like, mm. it's terrible. As an action film, it's probably, you know, if it had no baggage with it, you'd probably say it's a, 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 a maybe you could argue that some people would give it a six out of 10 because it's it's not boring as a film. As a Bond sure. film, it's horseshit. Anyway, there you go. That's my older film. Over to you, sir. 
So my older film, uh, discounting uh, Christmas films, is of all things Ninja Terminator. <laughs> I cannot is... believe you watched Ninja Terminator this week. Again, so, again, so, again. <laughs> so to qualify this, back in when we were making Left 4 Dead, around that period of time, um, there was Poundland were releasing all these old ninja terminator type movies golden like, ninja warrior and yeah. Stuff, yeah and we used to we used to trade them like they were fucking like baseball cards like i'd buy them for people for christmas presents i'd watch <laughs> them and they are all utterly horseshit but yet ninja terminator is just it was always the one that stood above the crowd there's lo- I mean, it's Ninja Dragon. Is this the one with the Basically, little, is this the one with the little robots, the robots. as well? Yes, yeah. Yes, absolutely. The robots are amazing. It's just... But also, it's, it's impossible to, to explain, except for Richard Harrison, this kind of gladiators actor <laughs> from back in the day, uh, made like, I think like two Ninja movies and then Godfrey Ho, the producer and director, like spliced the footage from those films into 12 different films over a two-year period. And he would basically take another movie, like a Thai action movie or a Korean action movie and kind of like, splice them into different movies and overdub them so obviously it never makes any sense Ninja Terminator might be inverted for the best one um, <laughs> in, in, in that in that the Richard Harrison material is hilarious the thing with the little robots if you haven't basically if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Ninja Terminator just, put, just go to YouTube you'll yeah. have a great time but here's the thing there's some legitimately good material in Ninja Terminator whatever the film I think it's called something like The Unexpected Guest on the Star Ferry I was listening, the reason I watched it was because that Action Boys, Action Boys, the podcast, does a thing called Ninja Vember. So for a couple of weeks, they don't do the whole month, but for a couple of weeks... Mate, November, you have to do that next year. Movies. I wouldn't mind doing that at all. Uh, I'm certainly not doing Jackie Chanery again. At all. <laughs> um, there's no way. I might, I might consider doing it like one a week or something. Yeah, they, that. uh, like that's a harsh but thing, I'm finding fucking, 30 uh, good Jackie Chan movies. As a, a certain friend of ours said, God help you come to uh, January. Well, can you imagine? Like, can you imagine? You could do a awful. you could do a Scott Temba <laughs> and just do Ridley Scott and Tony Scott movies. Yeah, actually, that would be terrible. You could probably no, do it that would because between be them, terrible. they've got yeah, some of the Ridley, Ridley Scott films. You terrible. get to about eighteen, and I reckon yeah. you could probably just about cope. Like those I last few. Wonder, if you went, you know what though? Maybe you pick, maybe you pick the thirty and you do the worst ones first, so they just get better and better. So start with Domino and Domino. Prometheus and <laughs> yes, well, oh, a... Amy Gold, just go backwards. I think Covenant Prometheus. I mean, God's <laughs> sake, Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> oh, the, the, the apex, of course, being GI Jane. My GI Jane, suck my dick. A Tony Scott film made by Ridley Scott. It's so weird. yeah, and then, then um, you can, but occasionally you will get to Crimson Tide, which is a Ridley Scott, a Tony Scott, yeah. a Ridley Scott film made a by Tony Scott. Film made by Tony Scott, Absolutely. but not because Tony eventually Ray. everyone cottoned on to what I knew all along that Tony Scott was always the better director. Yeah. I'm, Totally with you, style and and content wise. Yeah, Tony um, Scott was the better yeah. director. So, but just briefly, the good stuff in Ninja Terminator, if you like martial arts films, is there's a, an actor called Jack Lamb, I believe his name is, um, but the character's name, which is the coolest character name of any movie, Jaguar Wong. Jaguar <laughs> Wong, so good. Um, his fight scenes are fucking awesome. Like the actual fighting, the Korean fighting. I think yeah. it's Korean. First of all, he's a stud. He's got a kind of sunny Chiba energy. He's got a real sort of like crackling energy about him. And they dress him like a badass. He's like, you, you would want to wear what he's wearing today, even though it's from like probably like the early 80s. Ninja it's Terminator. fucking awesome. He, Mate, he, are we really talking about Ninja Terminator fights. on the podcast? No, no, but just, 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 just brief. Yeah, why not? Brief, just make it all about Ninja Terminator. But for real, his fights are fucking awesome. Okay. Like, like they look no, no. amazing. I but genuinely... Awful, awful, isn't it? Yeah, I genuinely genuinely enjoyed it in, in like all the wrong yeah. ways it has that kind of that thing where people if i remember rightly and i could be remembering where people just like change into ninja count costumes just by twirling in circles that kind of weird oh, they like where... they literally like they literally put their finger in their cheek and they'll, you know yeah oh my god it's amazing just, it's amazing it's... also one of the one of the things you need to watch if you ever watch it again is you need to listen to the dub because partly it's insane but partly there are certain scenes where they try so hard to connect stuff that was never, ever connected. There's a scene where, um, it's like a telephone scene, if I remember, where essentially Jaguar Wong in one movie is in theory working on behalf of Ninja Master Harry, played by Richard Harrison. 
uh, in another movie, and it's kind of like a fucked up, cut and paste phone conversation where essentially, where essentially Master Harry tells Jaguar Wong, "Now remember, when you see the villains, don't tell them that you're working for me. We have to pretend we don't know each other." So, so basically, just excusing the fact that no one knows. There are so many scenes that just where they just do a dub, which basically says. Don't worry if they don't know who you are because they, you know, it's like, That's... but you have to go and get this briefcase and take it to this guy. Like, it's so fucking, it's so over-explained. I, uh, Brilliant. I, I, but, but, is Jaguar Wong, and it is Jaguar a very cool Wong. name, is it he as is good Wong. as, do you remember we had the, uh, uh, that film double bill we were going to do, which was John Nails and, uh, what was oh, it? Uh, Clint... No, it's tough as fuck. Yeah, it's tough as fuck. Yeah, you had John Nails and Clint <laughs> Fuck, wasn't it? Hard as, na- hard as nails. Tough as tough fuck. As fuck. <laughs> yeah. It was like Steve Tup is John Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> John Fuck. Steve Tup is a cop. Steve Tup is a an undercover cop who becomes John Fuck. Uh, <laughs> at, like, like to go to go into like the mafia or something. So it's like, tough as nails. Tough as huh? fuck. Hard as nails. Tough as fuck. It's the best title ever. <laughs> tough as fuck. Just to make it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got stuff to ask. We'll come back to Christmas movies because I just want to make sure we've got enough time. If not, we can do it next show. Listen, listen, I've only seen five. I can just run through them. We don't have to say anything. Four, about technically, them. I would have thought, unless you've watched uh, one this morning. Oh, no, you're right. I apologize. Me. Go, go on, quickly go through Christmas so, movies. Very quickly, day one, Office Christmas Party, which I really enjoyed. Uh, day two, oh, wait a minute. Have I gone wrong? No, no, that no was sorry, day, day two. So, day two, a Netflix movie. Called a castle for Christmas. A castle for Christmas. What, what you were telling me shit right. that happened in this film? Were you bullshit? No, no, of course I was. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, what the Jenny fuck? And I both, Jenny and I both loved it. It's one of those awful Netflix movies, but therefore it's wonderful. Uh, about about uh, Brooke Shields, who plays a successful author who kind of becomes disgraced. I don't know how that happens, but she becomes disgraced after <laughs> a, a, a disgraced thing. On, as she's an on author. Drew. She goes. She goes on Drew Barrymore's TV show. Basically, she kills off like her most popular character. Okay, okay. Like and, you, yeah. you, you have Drew me. Drew Barrymore's at... great in it. Yeah, it's okay, great. I'm, she goes I'm to Drew right. Barrymore's chat show, and yeah. she basically causes a stir. She, she, there's a thing in her family history about this castle. She goes to the castle and meets uh, Carrie Elwes, who is <laughs> of fucking fantastic in it. He's fucking fantastic in it. And Lee Ross plays like his manservant, like his valet, valet, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and Andy Osho is in it. Like it's got a really good cast. Uh, it is one of those sweetly romantic, oh, couple get together over Christmas thing. It's uh, beautifully shot. It's are, total nonsense. No, you're Watch not convincing it. me. You're not convincing me. <clears throat> right. What was next? Love it, love it. Uh, <laughs> next one was one I've never seen before, The Santa Claus. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible movie. It was fun. Like, it's, it, yeah, it was fun. It's it was a fun. terrible and then, movie. and then one that I really like, really like, The Night Before. The Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Mac- yeah, I think... I think I've I think I've seen it. I think I've seen I it. I really it's notable, particularly for the fact they have these terrible Christmas sweaters. And I'm desperate to get Seth Rogan's Hanukkah sweater. It's very okay. hard to find. Like I've tried to find it on, on online. But it's a proper good adult comedy, you know, Christmas and almost like an anti-Christmas comedy sort of thing. Okay. Uh, but still but still brings it all together with good spirit at the end. Uh, and it's got everyone you've ever remembered from comedy in it anywhere. Like Mindy Kaling is in it, uh, Michael Shannon is in it, like like there's loads uh Tracy Morgan. Like so, if you haven't seen it, it's fucking blast. It's a blast. Okay, so let's talk Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago, <clears throat> the ultimate director's cut. I mean, fucking hell, it's like give it a title, word, don't you? We need, um, we need, um, we need at least seven hours to talk about this one. <laughs> Sadly, we do not have seven hours, but what we do have, okay, is, six and a half hours. I compromise. That'll do. Um, so it's it's a new version of an old movie. Now it's an old movie that obviously we both love. Weirdly, it's an old movie that was both of our first movies back to the cinema. Pretty last movies before they cut the cinema off completely in that whole horrific cock up last year. Um, and and Stallone has basically taken out forty five or forty two minutes and put in forty five yeah. minutes of the film. So this is genuinely a completely different version of this movie. Gone is most of Paulie's stuff, which is quite sad, but not sad, the robot, because uh, that was shit. Um, and in uh, a few new scenes, some like different stuff, but ultimately has the heart of Rocky Four been kept or did Sly commit the ultimate crime and destroy what is, you know, one of the 
best kind of movies of all time ever. Ross, what's your opinion? Loved it. We both did. Yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs> we both just loved it. Well, I mean, also Jenny and I. We both You're talking Jenny, it. but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but we, we all loved it. I, I just, I've heard some criticisms of it and that's fine. Like, you know, but as like himself says, both versions of the film are available. Like this yeah. is not replacing the film. You've got both versions. I think both versions are great. I think one of the clever things, we'll go broad strokes. He understood that the two training scenes are sacrosanct and he just left them as they are. He literally I love did not touch of, them. I, I love I love how <laughs> one of the key choices he made was in a, there's no easy way out. And let's remind everyone, no easy way out is an entire an entire song, like a four-minute song. The whole Stallone, song. With Stallone driving remembering stuff that happened in Rockies 1, 2, 3, and, and 4. four. Literally, <laughs> and stuff that happened made, five, made, five minutes ago. Yeah, five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. And the only change he made was to put the flashbacks into black and white. Yeah. Which, by the way, no problem. I've got no problem with that. It's absolutely fine. It doesn't it, change anything. doesn't make anything. What I mean is I didn't go off for fuck's sake. I wish that was still no, in colour. The only great. montage that did change was the opening, where it was, yeah. rather than being this weird yeah, montage, well, it, was it was basically the whole of Rocky 3. <laughs> Yeah, but I get that because a lot of because if I remember correctly, two did the last few minutes of one, yeah. and three did the last minutes of. I'm yeah. sure it did. So it's so just it's, keeping up the. It's keeping up the spirit. I, just, I thought that was great. I, I thought I thought it was great. I, I, I thought it was great. I thought the movie was great. A lot more no serious tone, and yeah, there's a whole thing about legacy and who do mm-hmm. you become when you yep. can't be what you you were born to be. And yeah. you you bought you for the first time mm. in Rocky Four. It wasn't about Creed's ego no. to take on Drago. No. It was about the fact it was he about, had to do yeah. it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't and, a choice. And it made it much more meaningful. It made it, and his love, I think she felt this. Um, I think we talked about this on, on, on another podcast we've been cheating on. Um, where, no, look, I've seen Rocky IV um, 50 times. I don't know. Let's say 40 or 50 times comfortably over the years. Maybe less, but around that, right? And... Never more than when watching on the big screen at the Prince Charles. This this version. Oh, that's great. Have I have I felt that when you're getting uh, living in America, all that stuff, <sighs> when Creed yeah. is dancing, uh, uh. when Creed is dancing around in the Uncle Sam stuff, yeah, he's like you know pointing at, at London, an absolute sense of sorrow in yes. those moments because everything is so big and you know what's coming. Yeah. And it, and, was, it did, and it didn't. It didn't lessen it. It actually made it more acute to me. Mate, it, made it, it much was, more acute. No, you're completely right. I was like, we were like oh like, no! Like Jenny and I were both like, oh no! Yeah, like there's I was something the about same. it. Yeah. I, I was genuinely. Yeah. I was genuinely he's so like, happy. He's so yeah. happy. And you know why that? You know why that is? Because those new scenes with him saying why he's got to do this, right? <clears throat> and, and and like the inevitability of what happens you feel it more like, cause he's genuinely so happy yeah. <clears throat> in those moments that he's going to basically fight. He, he thinks he's fighting for America almost. Yeah. 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 He's the patriotism. Like, it's not just about ego. I mean, ego, the ego is in there. Absolutely. But it's not just about that. No. For him, in, it, according to this version. It was, oh, it's really, really good. It's really clever. Yeah. It was genuinely, um, it genuinely was affecting. It genuinely was mm. emotional. It genuinely was, like a whole different take on the film. And then and then you you get why Stallone has the guilt. You get why Stallone Yes why Rocky absolutely why Rocky has to like like in the same way that Creed had no choice, Rocky yeah. had no choice. He yeah. he and, and you could tell though, whereas in Rocky Four, you always got the impression he kind of wanted to. In this film, you kind of got the impression yeah. that he had to, and he there was a to, massive reticence to, to it. As well, there was yeah. a fear. Yeah, he, you, yeah. I actually got a sense of fear for Rocky yeah. to take on Drago. The stake, it, there are more stakes. There are yeah, stakes, man. It was. It's a. It's such a different thing to say. Like it's the same film, but it's a completely different version. Also, I don't. I don't know if you agree. We also thought that Lundgren becomes more humanised in it as well, which I thought much was really more. good. Much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much really good. more. It was relatively. I thought it was relatively subtle, but yes, it was more. You feel certainly during the fight. More certainly more than before, you feel during the montage bit when like you realize when he first gets hurt and realizes he can be hurt, 
and all of that stuff. Now, I don't think I might be wrong about this because, again, memory's not brilliant. I'm not sure how much of the final fight was changed. I don't think a lot of it was actually changed, actually. I, might, I, might I think there was some this. different stuff in it. There was, some, um, there was some different stuff in it, but I don't think overall, I, 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 again, for, I'd like to watch the two changed. next to each other. Yeah, sure. I wanted to do that. I was, I really wanted to get the opportunity to watch the original one first, or just after. I just didn't get to do that. When we're able to access the <laughs> the, the new version, I will do it just to do it because yeah, yeah. let's face it, it's less than three hours left to do it, and you know I have no I have no compunction doing it. Yeah, I mean Jesus, like, it's specific like... segment. If nothing else, watch specific segments next, like, yeah. back to back. It's it's uh, like, like the, the very definition of an easy film to watch, right? It's like yeah. there's there's Both nothing. Versions, yeah, Both. it's it is, it funeral, is. Just quickly, Creed's funeral, fantastic. Yes. The one scene where because basically the son has almost been erased, but the scene where he's with his son, his son is in bed. I thought that was really great. And Jenny yeah. too. Uh, I, the stuff between him and Talia Shire was fantastic. The yes. Talia Shire. Uh, even the boxing commission stuff was great. The new yes. stuff. Yes, but, liked it a lot. The only my only thing I didn't like, and it's it, and it's just a small thing, is that it took out the character of Paulie almost entirely. And I, I get that I see that they had to I do that, that for the robot stuff, right? And that's fine. Yeah. But like Paulie was always this kind of it was a bit of a, like for me it was always like a bit of a heart and a bit of a you know well, like the underdog. You know you say that you're right. You're right. I and do you know what though that made the bit for me before the final fight. Where he goes, if he could unzip himself and, and become someone else, it'd be him. Made me fucking cry a bit. Oh uh, yes, no, you're right. That really that bit got was me. Great. That really, really got me. And then when that he really then when he turned me. around and said, actually, maybe not, or whatever it was, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was that. I really got, and also his presence in the training things is still good. The stuff with him in in the final fight. The only thing I will say, and I someone else suggested this, and I have to agree. One of one of the big mistakes of additions. And it is, it is look, it's a, it's only a moment, and it's in the final fight, and I think you just didn't need it. And this isn't, this wasn't my idea, but once someone suggested it to me, but I completely agree. But bit when he has this moment of interior monologue, like "get up, get up again" or something like that, yeah, when he's on the ground, and I'm like, his acting is doing like you don't need to add that. Yes, like, and also, and also, it's just the one moment of voiceover. If there was more voiceover. Maybe I wouldn't have even thought about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was I one think... moment. And I'm like, mate, you don't... You could just almost imagine Stallone going, what could I do to make this more... Oh, if we hear Rocky saying, you got to get up. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think they're had, trying to get do up, the... Get up, you son um... of a bitch. Yeah. But they should have had, get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. That would have worked. Yeah, they, they, they should have... telling himself to. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, say, look... It's, it's, it's... A moment, it's a small moment. It doesn't ruin anything. But it really did... I did go... And, and it gives you an option, right? Do I want to watch mm. the version of Rocky that's kind of a bit more fun and jovial and mm. a bit more kind mm. of 80s? Or do I want to watch the mm. version of Rocky that's a bit more hard-hitting and kind of serious? It gives you two very different versions of the film. Yeah, I, I thought I still thought this was fun, like as in it went by, yeah. again, so quickly. <laughs> the it montages, went so, man. He is a master. He, but he is a master. I'm not a cinematic storytelling. I can't, yeah. I'm, I, I know how that sounds and I, I stand by it 100%. If you think about the original version, and we've been through this before, it's montage of Rocky 1, 2, and 3. It's press conference. It's Creed fights uh, London and dies. It's um, uh, the argument between Stallone and, uh, and Talia Shire. No easy way out. Uh, another <laughs> press conference. Uh, he uh, he uh, goes. To, I, I know it's Paulie's birthday as well. Yeah, Paulie's but then birthday. training. Uh, then goes, he goes to Russia. Go, training montage. Training montage one. Talia followed by up, win, win for me. The most best training scene of all time, and then the final fight. End of movie, and not only end of movie. End credits is the entire movie in stills. <laughs> it's genius. It's I'm, it is cinematic storytelling. Genius. Yet, I don't right. care what anyone says. No, no, I don't. And the I'm best made films. It's brilliant, mate. I'm with you on this. Um, and so, a new version isn't that far off either. No, it's you're, you're right. It goes segment, 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 segment. Final Done. fight. Yeah, there's brilliant. a lot. There's a lot modern filmmakers can learn you from don't that structure. Need more. You um, don't one need thing, more. one thing every- I want to pick up really quickly, um, and then we'll move on to favorite director's cuts and stuff really quickly yep. as well because we are running out yep. of time. But um, I've noticed something recently with the Guardian and their film reviews. Have you been? Have okay. you seen any of their film reviews recently? Literally, only, they have only, shit. only when friends have posted. Only when friends have like posted. Like, so they have shit on almost 
every film of any form of genre, right? So like, like they they absolutely shit on um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. They absolutely shit on Rocky. They absolutely is it the shit. Same review? I, this is, I, I haven't gone into it too much, but just in general, okay. I'm just like, fucking hell, man. Like, like everything they keep shitting on. And I'm just like, mm. of course, West Side Story gets five out of five. It probably is brilliant. Yeah. But you know when yeah. you're just like, you're like, come on, man. Like, you can't shit on every single fucking genre film. But yeah. yet they do. Um, and it's, just, it's starting to bug me a little bit. Yeah. It's just starting to bug me a little bit. Like, I, I, understand. Yeah, I understand. Like, it's just like, you know, you can't, if you don't review, if you can't find a favourable, not a favourable way, a correct way to review genre films, like, then you've kind of got to either stop doing it or bring someone in. No, Paul Thomas Anderson films gets five out of five. I could have told you that before it came out. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Like, like I could... Be your, be your... Be obvious. Just the yeah, I can always tell you what films will get a good review from The Guardian and what films won't. Like, like, it, it, and no, I'm not just pissed off that they gave Rocky Four like like two out right. of five. I, they you did. Know, they did. Yeah, two out of five. Uh, they also, however, they also did give Apex one out of five, which I think is probably you know generous. I mean, yeah. Um. Okay, Ross. Look, um, we're not going to do like a top five or top ten or, or anything like that. No. But I just want to talk about director's cuts. Um. Like based on on kind of the Rocky thing, um, and there are some like there are some great directors' cuts of movies out there. Some some directors' cuts that that absolutely make the film better. And of course, I'm going to kick off with my favorite, and I think you like this one as well. Um, I think the, my favorite directors' cut of one of my favorite movies of all time. And in fact, I don't even think of it as a directors' cut anymore. I think of it as the version of the film, and I refuse to watch the other version. And that's mm. Aliens. Yeah, that's literally my only one, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. okay. <laughs> Short conversation. I, I don't really have it. I I was thinking about it. There's it, like a couple, I'll talk you through a few others' favorites. But, and, but, but and, well, I've got okay. I've got I've got I've got a couple I can say. But can you uh, watch the other version of Aliens after of seeing the special? Okay. In, fact, in fact, I went when um was it Picture House? It was a like Picture House. It was Picture House. It was an anniversary. It was like a 30th yeah, yeah, anniversary yeah. or whatever it was. I went to that, not knowing which version they were doing, to be honest, and it just, it turned out to be the, um, it, hang on, today's International Day of the Ninja. <laughs> focus, Ross, focus. No, today is International Day of the Ninja. I, I still the focus. Yes, um, sorry. Uh, it, just, it just came off, in front, literally just pinged up in front of me. Today is International Day of the Ninja. Um, okay, so, uh, sorry, we're talking about directors. <laughs> right, sorry. You were saying to me another one, yes? No, no, no. I was just saying, you were saying about you say, went to see it in the cinema. Yes, yes. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, I was. Yes. <laughs> I'm so easily distracted. You're yes, like I went a fucking puppy. It, I went to see it not knowing, not knowing Which what version it was. It was the theatrical version. And I still enjoyed the hell out of it. I did miss the things that you would miss. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's but, it's, but it's a bad of a movie. It's still a barnstormer of a yeah, movie it is. anyway. But, like, but like, yes, for, you're right, it is infinitely better. Weirdly, on Disney+, Plus, I was going to watch Aliens, Aliens, um, and I looked at it, I was like, oh, shit, that's the normal version. I don't want to watch the normal version, because I don't... Mm. I, I love that film, but that is, yes. for me, a very inferior version of a brilliant movie, because the other yes. version is just so much better. And it's little things, but it's yes. just so much better. Um, so, so another... I'll, I'll, should I... Should I Okay, oh, let me just follow on from that one. And I think, yeah. and this is a more controversial one. Okay. You know I've always loved Alien 3. I am oh, yes. the only person yes, on the planet that actually yes. probably watched Alien 3 as much as I did Aliens when I was mm. growing up. I don't know what it was. I like the Britishness. I like the the, yes. the, the kind of dystopianness about it. Yes. I like that. I just liked how like they threw away everything that they achieved in Aliens in such a yes. brutal and cold way. And of course, I think the assembly cut is, is a great version of that movie. And I, I think it right. is a better version of that movie for sure. Um, and it's really interesting to get a glimpse into what Fincher wanted to do and changes right. like the different alien and changes like, um, like, uh, when the alien escapes the, it, the whole film actually makes sense. So you can like it or not like it. And I get the fact that some people hate Alien 3. I get why. Yeah. It doesn't make a great deal of sense. 
the assembly cut actually makes that film make sense. And they get rid right. of that yes. fucking oh, I, horrific oh, bit where the alien comes out of her chest at the end. It's like... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, like, I'm a massive fan of Alien 3, and I think the assembly cut, again, is a superior version of that movie. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you completely on, on the... the the uh, lightsaber cut. So here's a couple of, I'm going to throw a couple out before we can <laughs> talk on. about them or not talk about them. Okay. Um, I feel like this is almost like a matter of degrees though, but okay. So one of the more interesting ones to me is the Donner cut of Superman 2. Yeah. Because it, doesn't, because it doesn't really work because of course they don't really have all the material. No. But it is, it's, it's, it's a less, it is a less fun version but because I like Richard Donner so much, it's certainly a, an interesting watch. I don't know if there's much to talk about on that, but it is an interesting version. The one I wouldn't mind touching on about, I was going to get to Dawn of the Dead for the 2004 version, but again, I'm not sure there's a lot to talk about. I think it's a better version, but there's not a lot I can really... I think, so what's know, actually the difference between... I mean, again, I couldn't, I couldn't... It's been a while since I've watched them, so, so I can't really... Actually, I just on Dawn going, of the Dead... I, I've got both. I've got both, and I like both. Um, and I guess I would go for director's cut simply because it's Snyder. Before Snyder became whatever he's become, yeah, um, he was a very, this was a terrific movie. Before so, Dawn of the Dead, this is what though, I'm like, and it, before you, before we leave Dawn of the Dead, obviously mm. Dawn of the Dead was one of the first movies to have, like the original Dawn of the Dead was one of the first movies to have mm. like different versions. And yes, fuck me, there's like I spent my life watching different versions of this movie and there are so many yep. different versions of that that movie obviously there's there's yep. like the 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 original cut which was edited to shit so then you get like the you get like the the, the uncut version which is very different yep. to the, the the tv version or, or the released version then you've yep. got like the argento cut which is a completely different version of the movie cut by dario argento for the italian market and then you get like the ultimate edition, which takes all the footage from both versions and puts it into one. So you've got this cut that has like all the footage that was in the Argento version, all the footage that was in the normal version and puts it together into one. And I think there's even another version of the movie after that. Um, it, it's a real kind of odd quirk of different evolutions of the same movie. Um, I like I like each one as well. I think my favourite has always just been like the pure, just like, uncut version which i remember watching on channel four back in 1993 or 1994 when it was on like for the right. first time ever they screened it but yeah it's just really weird like like there's so many versions of the original dawn of the dead and in fact i don't even think the argento yeah. cut was called dawn of the dead per se no i don't think it was was it called zombies or something i think it's called or, zombie yeah. yeah 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 which or is why felucci so, did a sequel yeah. called zombie 2 which right. had, or, yeah. which we know as zombie flesh eaters which had nothing to do with either no. film but was yeah yeah very strange so yes no dawn of the dead so, um lots of versions so here we go two versions that are uh, again i don't know how much you want to touch on this the first better one as in one that i we could talk about for a little bit is leon the professional yeah that is a that is genuinely a superior version of the film if however a, however it is a bit of a tricky version. It's problematic, but it's a better version. Of the film. <laughs> it's definitely problematic. It's problematic. Yeah, it's... particularly knowing what we know about Luke Besson, it's problematic. But yes, but, but I'm just saying, but it's a superior version of the film. It's the version I watch. To be yeah, honest. really good um, version. Of the and film. then, and then the other one, which uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. I knew because, you were going to fucking say that. Because, well, because because <laughs> I think it's unquestionably, regardless of what the thoughts are. It is it's a, a better it's, movie. It's it's a way, but it's three hours long. Doesn't feel three hours long. And let's be this is before we get into Zack Snyder's Justice League. But but it is a, it is absolutely a better version of the film. Significantly, yeah, yeah. Uh, explains a lot more. But yeah, I, like I would I would basically say Batman versus Red Dawn of Justice, barring the Martha moment because you just can't get over that. <laughs> but barring the Martha moment, I would say that's a a <laughs> solidly good movie, like good all the way round movie. Because, because a lot of the flaws of, of Batman versus Superman, again, aside from maybe the doomsday fight, because we know how that goes, but it's so much smaller, it's so much a smaller part of the film now yeah, yeah. than everything else. So I'm just, just going to say, I'll, I'll give it that. Um, <laughs> I'll chuck one in as well. Time, yeah, got it. Yeah. And I think I'll, I'll chuck a trilogy in. Um, I'm going to say the Lord of the Rings. Well, Lord of the um, Rings. Yes. Lord I of the Rings trilogy. Completely. 
I think they're the only versions we want to watch, right? Aside from yeah, yeah, yeah. the insanity of the last movie's epilogues, uh, <laughs> they are clearly. But I don't think I don't think the director's cut out. necessarily adds to the epilogues, does it? No, but they just but they just just a pain in the ass. But by that to... point, you're just like, please, yeah, I'm done. I want to go oh. home. I want to go home. Yeah, um, absolutely. Obviously, you're absolutely right. Obviously, there's some other cuts that that people talk about a lot. Um, the, but sorry, just briefly, very before, we, before we skip on, before we skip on, just because of uh, Justice League being this year. Again, a much superior version, like unquestionably superior version of the film. Yeah, like, was it, it worth it? It was worth it. Like, regardless of what we all think of <laughs> mo- whatever individual opinions, is the, is that is the such fucking bullshit? So my brain is that four hour version of the film good? It is. Yeah, it's four it hours, but it's, a it's very. A com- but I was surprised at how good it was. So was Jenny. It was really it's a completely fun. different version of the film as well, and that's what a good director's yeah. cut should yeah. be, right? Like, yeah, obviously, absolutely. one of the most famous ones is Blade Runner. Like, there's various I, different I, versions I of that. I almost don't want to talk about that. I know because so you hate Blade. I, it's not that I hate. I just don't think it's that. I think it's beautifully made. We all know this. My main criticism has always been whenever Rutger Hauer is not on screen, it's fucking boring. <laughs> many people. Many I think, people but I, I just. I just don't think people can deny that Rutger no. Hauer makes the whole film light up. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. And another one on the same token, um, Apocalypse Now Redux. I've only seen yeah. Apocalypse Now once. Um, I've never rushed to want to see it again. It's, it's The yeah. documentary about Apocalypse Now is better than the film. Fascinating. Heart of Darkness. Um, oh, and on that subject, how could I forget uh, uh, Godfather 3 Coda? Yes. Yeah. It's a I mean, have you seen it yet? It's no, I haven't. I'm still to that film. It's a, it's a much. You should definitely get. It's dude, watch it around Christmas. It's not a bad thing to watch at Christmas at it's, all. It's I, um. I just it's love its title. Much Francis Ford yeah, Coppola, The Godfather, Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like last title. Wow, that's just that is a title and a half. That one isn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I need to watch it again. I've I've really not ever rushed to see. No, like any third part of the Godfather movie again because it's such a ball ache of all thing. It is significantly better. I the thing is, I always thought Godfather Three has really good <laughs> segments. I think it really does. I think Garcia's really good in it. Yeah, uh, I love that bit in his apartment, the attack on his apartment. And I just think they're a really good, but it's bits. Oh, a movie. So that's why you know. Yeah, one other one I want to mention, and again, it's a James. Cam- in fact, there's two James Cameron ones. Again. Both of them make the film better. The Abyss mm. is a yes. better movie because of yes. the director's cut. And Terminator 2 is a better movie because of the director's cut. And it doesn't add much at all. No. Um, I don't really remember what the differences are. Like, like there's more bits with, um, with her and him. And the, it, the director's cut is the bit where they, they try to make him human. That's where all the human, like, right. yeah, they try to humanize him. And yeah. so, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. A, I, I just always think of, and you know, what, I always think of that as just being the film. I don't really yeah. think of it as the director. Yeah. I think that's the problem, isn't it? Um, other yeah, director's so cuts that I'm reading that apparently changed the movie I Am Legend apparently is a oh, has an infinitely better ending because of it. it? Yeah, apparently okay. so. Um, like, uh, yeah, Leon is a little shop of horrors. I did not realize yes. it had an alternate version. No, me neither. Apparently, the alternate version, like, basically kills off um, Audrey and Seymour, and then the plants come over and take over the world. Really? Yeah. And that's where the, there's a song on the soundtrack called um, called Don't Feed the Plants. And ah, okay. um, that's where it comes from. Uh, oh, yeah, apparently. Plants crash through city buildings, swallow trains, climb atop the Statue of Liberty, and eventually one wow. went through the cinema screen to threaten the audience. Cue the closing... That's great. Title card, <laughs> the end. It's joyfully yeah. absurd. That's really cool. Um, yeah, apparently, I've, I've never, never seen it, that. so I'm going to have to watch that. that. That's really, really cool. Um, apparently, there's also an extended cut of, uh, obviously, there's an extended cut of Watchmen, which I will never watch in a million yeah. years. No, dude, um, I mean, I, look, I, I really like, I, I haven't seen the Ultimate Edition because I've seen the pirate stuff, uh, yeah. the Black, whatever it's called. But no, I, again, I like the director's cut. I think overall, but overall, you need to make that. It's a really stupid thing to say. Zack Snyder just needs to be allowed to make longer movies, basically, because his longer <laughs> movies are the versions that work. But they're the versions that work. Yeah. It's, they are it's, the versions that work. It's weird, of, isn't it? You know. That, like, the one thing that the director who makes two long movies needs to do is make longer movies. I think he just I think he just needs to be allowed to make his vision whatever length that movie is without people interfering. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really do. I really do. Um, so look, uh, Ross, where can people find out a little bit more about you? So I am at Ross Boyask on all the social things. Please also follow at Evo Films UK uh, on all the social things. Uh, we've just had an animated movie uh, come out called Ricky Rhino, which you can get on the Sky Store. And fairly soon it'll be available on all the platforms. It's a really cute, family fun uh, animated adventure with a great message about conversa- uh, conversation, conservation. Uh, and uh, of course, and the, the lead voice of Ricky and conversation. Uh, the lead voice uh, of Ricky Rhino is voiced by my wonderful other half, Jennifer Mullen, or otherwise known as Jenny Castle, Jennifer Castle. Uh, so, you know, big up to that. But it's a really fun uh, animated movie, well recommended. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and again, we still have other movies coming up soonish, so please keep track. Uh, then also, please follow at Vengeance Film UK. Uh, to keep up with the antics of the action movie franchise that I write and direct. Uh, it's coming up to the end of the year, so we're hoping to have some more news soon, but the end of the year is not helping. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's, see, let, let's, see, let's see how the start of next year is going you know, Yes, yes, it's a strange old year, isn't it? Uh, and uh, www.philsquickreview.co.uk for the blog that goes along with the podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, philquickreview, that's philquickreview with no S. Uh, and we will be back for another episode shortly. And we, we will be building up to our famous end of year show where we pick our best and worst of the year, as well as uh, my annual um, awards and, you know, other stuff. Um, what will be the worst film of the year for Ross? I wonder. <laughs> Can anything beat the film um, thanks for listening don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and uh yeah we'll be back shortly take care bye cheerio bye <laughs>